Thank you very much indeed. What a joy. What a joy. I love doing this if I think I've got something worthwhile saying, which is only now and again, and uh, now is one of those occasions. Um, but um, looking at this subject about finance, money, and the issues related to that, um, and uh, I'm carrying on from uh, my son, Joe, who shared last week uh, about prospering, which, who actually carried on from me talking about prospering. Uh, so I'm carrying on from a carrying on, <laughs> not the film. <laughs> um, and um, <clears throat> we are, in fact, if the, uh, I should have a um, uh, PowerPoint up there, uh, call to prosper as Joe um, uh, explained to us last week. Now, um, what does it mean to prosper? If you don't know already, it, the, the root word in the old language, Jewish, Hebrew language, uh, means literally to push forward, to pass through, to get on, carrying with it the idea of thriving and su succeeding in what you do. It is not just all about money. It is about success in general in life. And uh, I want a bit of that. Aren't we fortunate, in the right sense of the meaning of the word, to be children of God? Because God wants you and I, as Joe said last week, to prosper, to find success. Let me tell you, he does. So don't let any little nagging thought come in and say, but, oh, but not me. No, no, you. Um, and uh, gave the illustration, didn't I, of a, a fig tree that I got bought at Christmas. And I was looking forward to these lovely, yummy figs. And uh, it died a death. <laughs> it did not prosper. But God wants us to be people who board and flourish and prosper. Green leaves, fruit, to bless the world in which we live. That's what God's called us to do. And when we looked at when the, the teaching of the Bible becomes a part of us, we become marked people, prone actually to prosper. doesn't mean we'll not have any problems in life. Of course we will. Of course we will. But overall, we will be people who find a God who's with us to help us through our problems and difficulties, to overcome challenges that we face, and to find success in life. And this is the God that we, that we serve. So... Um, it's the same message as last time, but totally different in a way. <laughs> so I've got four C's, but I'll only get three of them done. The first C is that God has called us to connect. I'll just tell you the others, but just keep on that first one on the PowerPoint, if you will. The first one was to connect. And Kirsten was talking about connecting. And Howard was talking about my third C, which was cooperation. Don't we need that in our government, Howard? And uh, would they just connect and cooperate? Right. And the second C is to care. To care for people. And the fourth C is that our God is unique in that he is a creator God. And whatever problem you've got, there is a creative miracle waiting for you in God. Thank you. <laughs> so the first um, way that we prosper. How do we do it? How do we do it? It was neat. Neat sometimes said about preachers for goodness sake tell me how to do it well here you go connect and I mentioned about my in my ignorance thinking all these furniture shops in one place how sad that they lose out on all the competition actually they gain far more from being huddled together and connected than they ever lose out on from competition um 
harking to a biblical point, Genesis 2.18, it's not good that man, woman live alone. It's true of all life. Not good to be alone. Being alone doesn't result in well-being generally. We need to be connected to others at whatever level that is. Because God's created a world in which we thrive when we are connected to other people. In fact, the key to success is connecting and bonding with other people. Do you, in your life, see sometimes other people as competitors, a threat to you? If they succeed, that might take from me. The reality is it's the opposite because someone else's success, if you're connected to that person, will at some point or other lead in a beneficial result upon your own life. <clears throat> and we need each other for mutual success. And I'll show you how. So just three areas in this that uh, we need to be connected to other people so we can prosper. First area is uh, for our emotional and spiritual well-being. Kirsten mentioned this, didn't she? Just then. Look, for goodness sake, get connected. Don't go through this on your own. And there was a time in David's life, who came, became king in Israel, uh, where he was at a very, very low ebb. The king, Saul, hated his guts and wanted him dead. Effect, effectively, he had a contract out on David's life. And at a very, very low point, who turned up but his best mate, Jonathan? And in 1 Samuel, uh, chapter 23, verse 16, it says this. Jonathan went to David at Horesh and helped him find strength in God. And uh, we need to be connected for our spiritual and mental well-being. Yeah, but you say, well, hang on a minute. Internet, TV, I can get, I can get a sermon of my choice. Uh, I can even patch into live worship from Bethel, etc. I can do it all in the comfort of my armchair. Yeah, you're right, you can. But you're missing something vital out. It's a bit like, does anybody, does anybody like I have in the past had these omega-3 little fish tablets? Because it's supposed to be good for your heart. That's why Japanese people live longer and have better cardiorespiratory health than other people because they eat all these fish with this omega-3 in it. But do you know what they found? They found that if actually you have the fish in its entirety, not just the little good bit taken out, it's actually far better for you, far more effective in your body. And it's a bit like that with church, with people. You say, well, we'll get rid of all the people there, a bit annoying. Let's just sit in front of the telly and watch God channel. Let's just, let's just get my favourite thing, download here and there. I don't need it, do I? Actually, we all need to be connected to real people in real time and it doesn't work to separate the good stuff out and I can just download it for my own personal good now of course for people like me who are fiercely proud of my own independence and my own individual ability it comes as a bit of a shock and a bit of a humbling experience to realise I need you but I do for my success you're the key for me to thrive and for me to prosper. So for our emotional and spiritual well-being, we need to be connected. The second thing is, if you want to move to the next level in your life, if you want breakthrough in some area, I can almost certainly guarantee, almost entirely guarantee, that it will, you will need people to help you get there. We would all like, would we not, if we need money, wake up one morning and find there's a parachute fallen from the sky... A brown box, you open it up and there's 10,000 pounds inside. 
Wouldn't that just be wonderful? Don't need people. Unfortunately, most of the time, it doesn't generally work like that. I don't know if you've noticed. I'll give you an example. Uh, some years ago, about five years ago, Liz and I were uh, wanting to move house. We, Liz's, our last relative had died, Liz's dad died, and, and I just got the itch to move, shall we say. And, um, and Liz was happy about that, this, and we looked at a house in, in Laceby and thought, that, wouldn't that just be lovely? It would save Liz 20 minutes a day in travelling to Lincoln and back where she works. I'd be on the, 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 the edge of the wold, and I love going walking in there. So, oh, it's just fantastic. And it would be a dream if that could happen. But I thought, there's not a cat in Gehenna's chance. <laughs> Did you notice how I avoided... Catting Gehenna's chance of, of that happening. Do you know why? Because houses are not going that quick. And anyway, by the time I sell my house, that jolly, gorgeous, lovely little place that we've located will be sold. So I thought, right, tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to find the most unlikely uh, estate agent to put my house upon the market with. So I went with Argyle. Ever heard of them? Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't as popular then. Uh, and uh, only charge 100 quid, that's it. Or something like that. Um, and... Uh, well, no, no, that's just, no, forget that. It's, it's quite a lot of money if, you, if they sell their house for you. Um, and uh, so, put the house up on the market that day. It was a Friday. Well, often what we do on a Friday is go around to our mates, Andy and Vicky Dipple. And, uh, of course, just that night, just so happens to be that Simon and Kelly Cross were there, their daughter and son-in-law. Of course, you passed the time of day and just sold, not just sold, but just uh, trying to sell a house. Unbeknown to us, they then talk to their friends, the Smiths. Ah, suddenly, Friday night, late on, phone call. Oh, here you're selling your house. Could we come and have a look? Come round, Saturday morning, Greer Price. Hey, presto, Bob's your uncle. The house is sold. All of a sudden, just like that, within 24 hours. Now, hang on, I am not super anointed at selling houses. And there are plenty of times when I've struggled. Plenty. But on this occasion, it sort of all came through. We were able to make a great offer on this property. The guy that was selling it had had a lot of things fall through. It was at the end of himself, just wanted shut of the place. So I got a great price, price for that. Sold ours as, as, at a very fair price and ended up moving from a semi-detached place to a detached place in a lovely location. And guess what? At the end of the day, I made a profit. How on earth did that happen? I look back and think of that. I thought, what happened there? It was my connectedness to people that enabled God to do a miracle. It didn't just para parachute down from heaven, sadly. <laughs> Another thing, Joe was speaking last week at the squash club. This has nothing to do with Christianity, just connectedness. And uh, Joe was working in, hi Joe, working in uh, Skegness, wanted to move closer. And he started playing with squash with a local headmaster, by chance. Just built up a relationship. It connected Joe to the next phase in his life, getting a job in a local school in which he's now doing well. Connectedness helps us move to the next level. Third thing. Did you know this? It's just a statistical reality. The more people that you know and are connected to to some degree, the better off you'll be materially. I don't mean the occasional person you see on a bus say hello to. 
someone who you have a measure of relationship with, who you, who they like you to some degree, even if it's only a bit, who have a regard and respect for you. Someone say, somebody said it this way, someone who'll take your call if you ring him up. Oh, not, not, not him, not her. I'll leave that on the answer. I'll deal with that when I've got half an hour, you know. But no, someone who's good news. Well, anyway, tell you what. Well, I was joking with the, the uh, local army sergeant. Um, I've got a bazooka here. Load it up and fire it at. I've forgotten your name. Tony, thank you. <laughs> well, it's not that, it's not that. But this is it. All right. Are you ready for the, for the revealing? It's that. Isn't that great? I think this is fantastic. Because someone that, that I got to know in church, uh, and he liked me. I don't know why. But he liked me, and I got on well with him. He had a measure of respect, regard for me, I suppose, as I did he. Well, one day I got a text out of the blue with these on, a stack of them. And uh, in the place where he lives, where he lives, where he works, his factory in Immingham, they were getting rid of a ton of these, hundreds of them. And he patched me in on it. And he said, would you like any of these? We're trying to get rid of them. And I said, yeah, all right then. Well, look, I'll tell you what. Also, do you mind if I lower my standards? Contact Andy Dippel, uh, because he's, he's from the army. <laughs> And I'm from the Air Force, as you can see from the blue. And uh, would it be all right if he came along as well? He said, yeah, that's okay. So we both went, and Andy came back with a stack, and I came back with a stack, and I've used them for all sorts of wonderful things and patched other people in onto that, and it's been a help to them. So all I'm trying to make, I'm joking, but the point I'm trying to make is that for <laughs> if we're connected to people, it's just for our all-round health. Second thing is that about how can I connect, how can I bond with people? Because I'm, I'm quite a shy person, really, and I like being on my own. I renew myself on my own. Um, Liz, on the other hand, she needs people to renew her energy. I like to be on my own a bit. I like to stare down the garden in the morning for 20 minutes and just think. And I'm renewed. I'm refreshed like that. But how can I connect and bond with other people and as I said last time seek ways to do others favours find ways to make others happy it's the best way to create a relationship especially people who you might not get on with you know you say I'm not doing them a favour not doing them a favour but actually if you do, and we look like Jesus said, to love one another, if you start looking for a way to do people favours, you'll find a connection and a relationship builds up. Think not what can I get out of you, but how can I meet a need that you might have? One Jewish scholar by the name of Daniel Lapin Put it this way, he said, he went even this far, he says, be excessively passionate and preoccupied with meeting the needs and wants of other people. Oh. Oh. What does Peter say? Peter says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received, what, to make a fortune? To serve others. 1 Peter 4.10. <clears throat> I told you, uh, gave you an illustration of... Uh, some Jewish people in Shikli 
in southeast Sicily who were concerned, they had no personal need to do this, but out of their resources, and there's a picture of Shickley on the next uh, slide, if you bring that up, there you go, went there last year, it's lovely, uh, blessed to do that. There's a, a water channel that the Jews, 500 years or so ago, built to help the people of the town in which they lived, to serve them, to care for them, so that their houses weren't destroyed when it flooded. Um, <clears throat> they just cared. It's, a, it's part of their nature. Why? Because God's kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. But um, Liz told me a story about a girl at work who used to live in Hull. She's got a job in Lincoln, but didn't have anywhere to live. So she, uh, this girl from a friend of a friend of a fam the family or something, she found out about an elderly gentleman who lived in Lincoln, and she was able to rent a room there. And during her stay, she uh, cared for the gentleman, doing a bit of tidying up and washing up and, you know, a bit of housework, a bit of shopping. Eventually, she got her own house and moved to that. But she kept the contact because she genuinely cared for the guy and um, served him, kept buying things for him, doing a bit of cleaning up, just checking he was okay. To her utter astonishment that after the gentleman died... She found that in his will, she'd been left his house. He uh, didn't have any immediate relatives, only distant ones, but I think they were all a bit miffed that it didn't filter through to them. But, but she became prone to prospering because she cared for people. I found something really fascinating when I was... Right, here's a, here's, it's not a sin, but it doesn't look good on me. I used to sell double glazing. <laughs> Everest double glazing. I had to knock on doors and say, can I make an appointment to see you? Um, <clears throat> and uh, actually, I was quite successful. Um, and uh, anyway, I'm knocking on this door in Louth. This old lady comes to the door and uh, says, oh, could I give you a quote? And uh, yeah, all right, come back tomorrow, half six. So I came back, half six. And for the next nearly three hours... I sat in front of this lady who was talking away to me about every issue on her heart. And, it, and I just sat there and, now let's be honest, I am not altruistic. That means habitually selfless. I had one purpose in mind to get a sale. But I kind of instinctively knew the longer I sit there, the more chance I've got. And I just listened to her and listened to her and listened to her and said the odd comment. And... It got to about quarter past nine. I kind of was thinking, you know, the longer I'm here, the better it's going to be, actually. <laughs> Just felt that. And I was right. Because at quarter past nine, she said, right, well, better get down to business then. And there followed one of the largest orders I'd taken with Everest Double Glazing. And uh, she wanted brown UPVC, 15% more. Leaded lights, 15% more. Coloured lights in all the opening windows, 15% more. All the doors done. Gold-plated almost, you know, everything. And, uh, and I walked away from there and I thought, you know, every hour I was at 400 pounds that I've been sat listening to this lady. I've just sat there listening to this lady go on and on and on. What was the point? The point was that before I could get what I want, I had to give her what she wanted. In effect, I was a sponge for this lady. I, I met her need before eventually, as it happened, 
she met my need. And this is the point. And as Lawrence Neeson said, our deepest sense of purpose, and this is psychologically spiritual well-being, our deepest sense of purpose is born from learning to be part of other people's needs. <clears throat> and that's it. Connect, and I've not finished yet, but I've got a few minutes left. Uh, connect and care. And isn't it the easiest and most natural way to be in a position to invite people to church, to invite people to know the Lord, if we can just serve someone? Say, be excessively passionate about meeting your needs, not my needs. And I can tell you that because I am selfish. But if I can meet your needs, it's going to prosper me in the end. <laughs> I'm going to get things like this. Pass my way through connections, etc. One little thought. I may be wrong on this. But something I've noticed, you can stone me if you like, but I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed something, and I may be wrong, so I'm just qualifying that, but <clears throat> I've noticed that people who go excessively, get excessively involved in meeting the needs and wants of other people, they're not generally short of a bob or two. I'll just leave that with you, because I may be wrong. Why is that? And the last thing is, I don't want to do cooperation, but we need to cooperate with each other. That's another thing, I haven't got time. But the last thing I want to leave with you is the fourth C, which is to create. Create. We're made in the image of God, the Bible says again in Genesis. And uh, here's, a, here's a quiz question. Identical twins, have they got the same fingerprints? But they're identical. All right then, if they haven't, where did they get the DNA to put different fingerprints on. Have we got the twins up? Look at them. They're totally the same. Where did they get the DNA then to get? I'll tell you what it is. We're individually marked by God because we have a God-given ability to be, to be unique like God as creators. To bring something out of nothing. You say, I can't do this. There's no way forward for me in my life with my finances. There's no way forward for my life in my relationships. There's no way forward in my life. I'm stuck. I'm in a morass. I'm held back. And there's no way forward. I can't get a job. Could you bring the next scripture up? It's the last one. It says, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And we have the mark of God on us, even if you're identical to someone else. God has put a mark on our fingers, our fingers being representing our, our living in this world and our ability to do things and our ability to find a way through and our ability with our creator God to enable us to create ways where there is no way. God can make a way for you. You say, well, that's great, but I, got, I can't suddenly get connected and I can't suddenly care for people and... And, and, and all this, no, but listen, the great news is where you are now, whether you've got connections, whether you care about people, your God, my God, and I wonder if the music group could come back up now, please, uh, is a creative God, and he's put within you the seeds of 
your own ability to create a way forward. And so I want to bring hope to you if you need hope this morning. I want to bring life to you today if you're struggling with being alive. I want to, to say the future is good in God because Creator God, our wonderful Savior, our wonderful God gives you ability to do things, to create, and to, for him to bring to you a way forward in your life, whatever your situation is, whatever your need. And so I just want to pray for us. And, and could, could I ask us if you're willing to stand? And I'd just love to. And why don't we, if you'd like to, why don't you just to receive from the Lord this morning, resulting from anything that I've said or indeed anything that occurred in the meeting, to just receive from the Lord our creative abilities in our lives. God has called you to prosper. He's called you to find success in the work of your hands, to find success in your relationships, to find a way forward in your life, to live and not die, to live and not die. So Heavenly Father, give you praise this morning. You are our wonderful God. Thank you that shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the upright. You've called us to prosper. Thank you, Lord. Called us, caused us, brought us into a realm of success. And so, Lord, I just pray for each person here. Whatever our situation is before you, we lift up our hands, commit ourselves to you. Give us answers, Lord. Give us way through. Bless us, those who want to sell a house and have struggled to do it. Bless them, Lord. Open a door for them. God, come to us. Our wonderful creator, almighty God. May your blessing be upon your people. In Jesus' name.